This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the home stretch. That's right, segment number three. Thanks to our Odyssey original podcast audience, if you're listening to us there, or if you're listening to us on the Bet 1140 in Las Vegas or 98.5 The Fan on Sunday morning, we appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you get a chance. We are talking this segment about uh, Sunday's game for the Raiders against the Texans down at Allegiant Stadium. We hope you're down there and listening to us or on your way to the game, if you are, great. If not, if you're on your Thursday commute, uh, we want to start off with a new feature we're going to have each show, and that is from our producer and correspondent, David Stepanian, who takes a look at the game ahead, the Raiders and the Texans. Here's David Stepanian. The bye week has ended, and the Raiders get ready to play at home for the first time in three weeks as the Houston Texans come to town after a bye week of their own. Houston picked up its first win of the season in their last outing at Jacksonville, whereas the Silver and Black experienced heartbreak in a thriller that went down to the wire at Arrowhead. With the Raiders at 1-4, the bye week came at a crucial time, and coach Josh McDaniels knows this. This is a marathon, you know? I mean, if it was a sprint, we lost the sprint, you know? But unfortunately, um, that's not what it is, you know? Fortunate for us, it's a, it's a marathon, and so... Um, we understand, you know, what, you know, what these games mean and they each matter. Um, they're each significant at the end of your season. You know, we know that, uh, they, they add up, but uh, I think the thing we have to focus on is, is take the positives and then also try to learn from the things that we're not quite doing well enough. Uh, that's our job. That's what we're going to continue to do. That's what we've done after we won. That's what we've, what we've done after we lost. And we're going to continue to do that. And there's progress, you know, that we've made. And, you know, like I said, that's a good football team out there and, you know, we're, we're right there at the end. Um, we have to learn how to be able to finish some of those games. That's what we have to do, and uh, that's my job. In their last game against KC, Derek Carr threw for 241 yards with two TDs, and Josh Jacobs had another career day with 154 yards rushing and 39 yards receiving. Offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi knows Josh Jacobs having a big day will be key to a Raider W. Yeah, Josh has done a great job, um, you know, in terms of accepting his role and obviously playing well in his role. Um, you know, obviously he's you know, played a little bit more on third down this past week against Kansas City, um, and that's a tribute to him in terms of knowing the protection, knowing the run schemes, and knowing the passing game. Um, 
So he's just a guy who's really kind of, I would say, taking his assignments and kind of growing forward from there. And just like the offensive line, showing consistency in practice. And obviously we have to try and get him the ball in terms of calling runs and you know, however the game goes, that's how it's going to play out. But, you know, he's taking advantage of opportunities and it's just like anything else. So you, you hand Josh Jacobs the ball and he does a good job reading the run, reads it the right way, stays true, follows Jacques, you know, follows the tackles block, follows the guard block then, hey, you know, he's done a good job, and he's taking care of the football. I think that's the main thing that we, we would like to see from a running back or anybody who carries the football. You know, are they taking care of it? You know, is the ball coming out? We preach ball security at nauseum here because it's important to win games. And he's done a great job of that. Um, he's been trying to improve that because that's something he that was a big offseason goal for him in playing this season. So he's proven that he can get positive yards. He can stay true to his assignment. And he can take care of the football. And any player that really does that, then they're going to play. Sunday's matchup will be the first time these teams have faced off since 2019 with Houston winning three of their last four against the Raiders. The home team is a seven-point favorite and kickoff is set for 1 p.m. Pacific. For Silver and Black Today, I'm David Stepanian. You do. You have to win some football games. And speaking of winning football games, Mo, coming up on Sunday, the Raiders uh, host the Dallas, excuse me, the Houston Texans. The Dallas Texans are now the... Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the Houston Texans, and uh, in a game that that looks favorable for this team to get healthy and to get back on the winning track. But you look at it, uh, the Raiders' keys to victory, I think, are the keys to victory they've had all season long, which is let's play four quarters of football. This offense, not knowing what pieces are going to be ready for Sunday, uh, the defense with some of the injuries there, getting Anthony Averett back, losing Nate Hobbs, uh, seeing better play from the defensive line. Two things you need to see, Mo, to say, hey, this team is going to come out of the game at Allegiant Stadium at a 2-4. and four. I need to see what I saw coming going into the bye, which was a lot of Josh Jacobs. I believe the Houston Texans have allowed the third most rushing yards league-wide. Continue to feed Josh Jacobs and those running backs and attack the Texans' uh, defensive front uh, because they're actually pretty decent at defending pass. I know they give up a lot of yards, but they drafted Stingley at the top of the draft. I believe he was the third overall pick. Uh, Petrie is their safety. He's opportunistic type of ball-hawking safety. Could be one. But I, I would just run the ball against the Texans, force them to stop that, and if, if they can't stop it, just keep feeding Jacobs. The other thing you got to see is, and I just not to cut you off, but one of those cornerbacks opposite Rocky Austin has to step up. I, I know Brandon Cooks isn't putting up big numbers. Nico Collins, decent, uh, but not. But he hasn't found the end zone yet. You cannot allow Davis Mills to look like the next coming of Peyton Manning out there. You have to make sure that you win the game and you win it decisively. Now, people say a win is a win, but if you're going to go on a run, you have to beat the Texans, who are maybe one of the bottom three teams in the league, and you have to beat them decisively if you want a legitimate shot looking at it saying okay we are a playoff caliber football team and you talked about using the run game do do they go more heavily in that direction with this game knowing who they're facing holding back or or do you need to get into a rhythm like i believe you need to get in a rhythm on offense you need to use the full complement no, like you were playing the chiefs again or whoever you need to kind of see what you have continue to build on this team getting comfortable and understanding that scheme no, absolutely. There's no holding back. It's now or never. If you lose against the Texans, <laughs> as I said on the previous show, you might as well start selling assets at one and five because yeah. that playoff berth is not going to happen at that point. So you you empty the gamut and you go full throttle and, you know, throw the ball, run the ball, mix it up, balance. As we as I said before, the, the bye, the Raiders were pretty balanced offense. Now, still has some stretches where 
they stalled, didn't get a lot of possessions because the defense couldn't get off the field. But once you have those possessions, you got to make them count. Is there any anything about that Houston Texans team that that concerns you when you look at the matchup with the Raiders, especially when you look at an offense in Houston, which has not done a lot, but a Raiders defense, which plays really well at times, but just can't play four quarters and remains inconsistent? What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Houston Texans, as I look at my notes, the Houston mm-hmm. Texans are 10th in red zone offense. Mm. That worries me because that means that once they get inside the 20, they finish drives with touchdowns. They have an impressive fourth-round rookie running back. And Damian Pierce, who I talked about on, on another show, and maybe this show, that I think that he's going to be a playmaker, and he's been one. So once they get in, they, they make the most of their opportunities. The Raiders one of the worst red zone defenses in the league in terms of allowing touchdowns. They have to fix it up. I believe Patrick Graham talked about it, and he looked over the first five games, and he's going to have to make some changes because the Texas team, don't take them. I know they won three and one, but don't take them lightly. Yeah, Raiders still near last or last in the league in red zone offense uh, on the opposite side of that, and that exactly scared me too because, look, uh, you get into the red zone and and Lovey Smith's team is is scoring points. It's It's why they roll into the game with a better record, right? And technically a better record than the Raiders. Uh, and so you look at the matchups and that's what concerns me on the defense, but it also looks to me as an opportunity for this Raiders defense to say, okay, we know where they're going to be a challenge. Let's batten down the hatches. Let's prevent them from being successful in that red zone, gain some confidence. I think this team, no matter what they say at the press conferences, I think this team needs a win more than anything, just from a confidence perspective. They got to know all the hard work that they're putting in, coming off the bye, coming off a break. They need to know that what they're doing is working. They need to know their new leader, frankly, is guiding them in the right direction. Do you disagree? I don't disagree. And I think it's now, of course, I feel like the defense more so than the offense. Now the offense has its own problems with continuity and dry spells at certain points, but we expected the defense to be a lot better. I know they don't have yeah. a bunch of stars outside of Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, and that's why we've been campaigning for them to sign a guy like Indomitian Sue and other guys uh, during free agency, but we expected a lot better out of Patrick Graham because his red zone defense is a lot better with the Giants, and that hasn't translated. I know it's a different roster, different personnel, mm-hmm. but if you're confident in the guys that you got that you're not getting some of these names that we mentioned, uh, something's happened where you're not coaching them up to the point. The guys are not executing. It's not translating. What I did hear though, and I continuously hear this and I don't know why this is, but he talked about practice and that stands out because he, Derek Carr has talked about this. Oh, it has to translate from the practice field to the game. And I'm one. And again, I'm wondering what is going on at practice or what is not going on at practice that you guys aren't carrying it over to the actual football game. So that, that right. concerns me a little bit. It does. It's interesting because, uh, you know, in talking with Sam earlier as well around some of the issues in Josh McDaniel and his style, 
uh, it does seem odd that it keeps coming up, especially and and I don't know is 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 it is it guys are they are they calling out players without calling them out? Meaning they're not at the stage yet where they're going to name names, but they are sending a signal that hey, you know who you are. You're not bringing it when you need to bring it. If that's the case, then sit them down. I mean, I now if it's a big name, I understand that presents a big problem. Uh, but but you got to do it at some point, right? There has to be accountability, and if the accountability doesn't equal playing time. What then? What do you do? I don't want to start any rumors on the show, but I would keep an <laughs> eye on the inactive list before kickoffs. Uh, Who, yes, who's a healthy scratch that normally isn't a healthy scratch? Maybe that player isn't with the program. Maybe that player didn't yeah. put enough in during the week of practice. Again, I'm not yep. going to mention any names, but there have been some names that John have been Simpson? healthy scratches. That <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's we we know he's he's buried, but right, and I don't know what the case is with him. It may not be practice, just maybe a poor fit for the coaching mm-hmm. staff and their scheme, but. I'm just saying, keep an eye on the healthy scratch list. Keep an eye on the inactive list before these kickoffs, and I think you get a clue of who's not all the way dialed in. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. It is, it is. It, healthy scratches are always indicative of something, right? Whether you're, if you're loaded at a position, you kind of understand it. If it's a younger guy and he's breaking in, but overall, you see some of the veterans, you see some of the names pop in. You're like, whoa, um, and that always comes up. Obviously, Sunday before kickoff. And uh, can be a surprise and, and light Twitter on on fire as well. All right, Mo, I'm, we're, we're getting close to the end of the show. Also want to make sure that uh, we thank our listeners on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas who are listening to the show on Sunday morning, as well as the Bet 1140 for the Night Owls who are hearing us at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern time as they wait in line or get ready to put down their bets for this game and for other games as well. But Mo, I like the Raiders 30 to 20 in this game. I think they win by more than a touchdown. And I think the offense gets on track with Waller or without Waller. And I think that defense will give up points, but I think the offense has the opportunity to lead the way here uh, as long as the defense can you know, keep, keep the Texans in check at time. How do you see it netting out with this, uh, with this one? I promise we didn't plan this, everyone. I dropped an article <laughs> on Thursday, and I actually predicted that the Raiders would win thirty to twenty-one. Did you? So yes, I did. So I'm oh, right. See, with I haven't you. I haven't done my reading this morning yet. I, I I'm right with you, Scott. And my reasoning <laughs> was, if you can put up thirty-two points against the Denver Broncos defense, and I'll read it. Yeah. I like to say the Denver Broncos defense is overrated, but Denver Broncos defense is pretty good. Let's be yeah. honest, it is. If you can put up thirty-two on that defense you should be able to put up 30 or more on the Texans. And again, I think they should win handily. Now, win is a win, however you get it. The Raiders win by one point, it win by 30. It's, it still goes down as one win in the column. But sure I does. think they win. I think they win by nine points and they take care of business at home. There you go. We're only off by a point. All right, uh, my partner, have a good weekend covering the games. You'll be back on Tuesday. We'll be back on Sunday following the game for our post-game reaction with Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you follow Mo at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. That is a Bleacher Report as well, where you can read all his great stuff, including what he talked about just dropping this morning, uh, and on SportsNot.com as well, where he's a Raider columnist. Mo, enjoy your weekend. We will talk to you again on Tuesday. Absolutely. For for Raiders slash Knicks fans out there, this is not a Brooklyn Nets hat. I just want to make that clear. It's just a Brooklyn hat. Just a Brooklyn hat. Some people... Some people are Knicks fans like, whoa, is that Mo wearing a Brooklyn Nets hat? No, I did not switch over to the dark side. <laughs> Knicks fans through and through. I'm just repping my borough. That's all. There you go. Gotta love it. <laughs>
There you go. That is Mo Moten. All right, folks, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate it. For those listeners on the radio, thanks. We'll be back next weekend again at 9 a.m. on 98.5. The Fan and Odyssey Station. This is also an Odyssey original podcast. Thank you guys all. Thanks again to Sam Gordon from the Review Journal for joining us. And Raider Nation, take care of one another. Enjoy the game today. We'll talk to you later tonight or on Sunday night, depending where you're listening to us, after the game with Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Take care, everybody.